Let's talk about what makes a good location. This is going to be a 10-year location for you. So it's important that not only are you putting the due diligence into the location, but that you fully understand what makes a good location. And though there is no perfect formula for this because every market is very different, which I'll kind of talk to here in a second, there are some common threads that what we look for in a good location. Um, and let's just start with visibility. So you have... There, there's really two when you when you're talking about visibility and foot traffic there's two different things you're either going to have really good visibility which is a marketing thing right so people there's brand awareness people know you exist they can see you there there's easy access and there's foot traffic so you're going to get walk-ins now it's not to say that you can't be successful without great visibility, but you're going to have to spend more dollars in marketing. You're going to have to put more effort into brand awareness so that people know you exist. And so when you're looking at two locations, you might say, well, one's three grand cheaper than the other. And then you got to make the decision as long as both are approved by headquarters, you got to make the decision. You know, is three, is this worth an extra $3,000 a month in marketing um, and then you can reverse engineer that to say, well, location A versus location B, I know I'm going to get 10 more. I think I'm going to get 10 more members per month just because of my visibility or my location and the foot traffic we're going to get. Or no, I don't think that. And so, you know, when it comes down to that, we can kind of talk you through making that decision. But at the end of the day, it's your decision um, as long as the, the site was approved by Headquarters. So visibility is number one. Obviously, we are looking at median household income. We're looking at the affordability of the median household income really in a one mile, three mile and five mile radius. This really coincides with population and saturation. So in some markets, obviously, it's going to be more of a bedroom community. It's going to be more of a suburbia market. So we might be hitting that 50,000 population around the three to five mile mark to where, you know, if we're in more of an urban area, there's a lot of apartments, there's a lot of um, multi-unit family homes, and, and there's more saturation, we might be hitting that 50,000 mark within a one mile radius. And so that's where it's going to be very different in each market. But one thing that is common is that we want to look at what is the population saturation? How many miles do we have to go out to get the 50,000? What is a good drive time look like? We, we have some data to understand what, a, you know, in, especially in suburbia markets, what are people willing to drive to get to a location? So those things go into it. Um, other things that go into it is parking. So especially in a, you know, when we look at your competition in that market, do they have ample parking? Now, I know there's some locations that we're looking at in, you know, like downtown LA. Like, I don't even know if parking is, is such a thing. Um, so that's where it's very market dependent, right? But other, other markets, there'll be plenty of parking. So we want to make sure that the, the parking is ample. Um, again, market dependent. If there's an ability to run outside or to work out outside, we look at that. We look at your ability to run workouts outside during your pre-sales process. Again, some markets there will not be, and you'll have to look towards local parks and other things like that. But having an outdoor component is nice to have. It's not a deal breaker, but it is nice to have. Other things that we look for, corner units. Um, reason for that is typically they'll have a good outdoor area on the side, 
but now we only have to do sound um, sound attenuation or sound blocking on one side rather than on two walls. But again, not a deal breaker to put a, a location. Many of our locations are in the middle of a plaza. Um, square footage, we're looking anywhere from 2,400 to 3,200 square foot in a class A. When I say class A, that's going to be your higher end plazas. That's going to typically attract the demographics that we're after. That's also typically going to, to provide the visibility that, that you want. So all of those things, there's a lot of factors that go into it. That's why working with a real estate team that has franchising experience, that knows our brand standards, that's done leases, that do leases consistently within the franchising space is important. And you're going to be able to hear from our franchise, one of our franchise um, support teams in, in Morrow Hill. And I'm going to bring Sam on in some other episodes talking about what is the real estate process and what support are you going to get? Um, what is and then some of the terminology that you're going to get during the real estate process and the timeline associated with, you know, typical timelines to to lock down a location. So, all that information coming forward to you guys in future episodes. But it is important. Location, um, again, is one of those things that I would say holds people up in the timeline to where you need to be proactive. Like your number one goal from the time you sign to become a franchise partner to signing a lease is to get, be dedicated towards that, that real estate process. And again, in some markets, it could take two months, other markets, it could take four to five months. Um, but we definitely want to speed up that process. And the way that we do that is by you being present, by you being responsive. And that's why, again, we're looking for those things as you're going through the awarding process.